Yes, we are live. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Prashant, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just off this call, we were uh, having a chat about Scott's mini adventure that he had last week. So I know exactly how he was feeling last last week for sure. <laughs> so Scott, what's your story? Where did you travel? Right, yeah, we just got back from a trip to Sydney. Um, we went down for my best mate, uh, his 40th. Uh, so it'd been, in, yeah, it'd been in the making for a while there. Uh, we booked flights like I think a couple of months ago. Um, and yeah, it was good. It was good. We were sort of leading up for um, catching up with everyone. and But it was so busy beforehand, man, like with work. And like I was saying in the last episode, my um, my mum, you know, I was trying to logistically sort out her moving up to Brisbane. And it just was like getting to this huge crest of this wave. And we were all sort of feeling the pressure, you know. And so we were kind of like, you know, Charlotte mm. was like waking up and Louis was sick and Violet was sick and we were just like, She's like, I can't do this. So I'm not going, you know, and it was like on the morning of and we're kind of like two hours to, to get ready to leave the house. And it's like, come on, let's do this. You know, we've got to get out of the house and a change of scenery would be good because, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I don't know, two kids is, is a different mix up these days. It, it gets quite full on. So <laughs> um, it was good. Yeah, it was good. We, we managed to get on the flight and Violet was like, yeah, she was loving getting on the plane. You know, she was... <laughs> And Louis was good. Louis was great as well. We're sort of playing games with yep. him, trying to keep him occupied, like no devices, but just mm. manually trying to keep him occupied, you know, like literally flicking the back of a chair, like on the plane, just like, chick, 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 and he's following it. And he's, he's smiling about that, you know, and, and then I just stopped flicking the chair and then, I, then my uh, finger would go to his nose and, be like, <laughs> and we played that game for like half an hour. Yeah. You know, just to get him ready on the plane and then yeah. the plane takes off and violet's like yeah. cracking up laughing as it's taking off like and you know, we flew flew through the air and we sort of touched down it was good <laughs> and um yeah we, we got to my Super. mate's place got to my mate's place in um on the north shore of sydney there in Collaroy, and um went and hung out with him and his family for a night and then we got our own place on the northern beaches there for a few nights and um mm. it was good it actually it actually made us appreciate our family and what it is like and how we do things because my mate um my best mate has got he's he's a businessman he's got his own company and whatnot and he's a builder and his wife has got her own company and stuff as well and they're busy man like they've got two kids and they work seven days a week and because they're sort of you know finishing off their their home Ooh. and i and i was like we got there and i thought fuck our life is busy you know and then we catch up with these guys and it's like, it's frenetic pace. And me, me and Charlotte sort of yeah. looked at each other all kind of like, man, we're, we're actually okay. Like we're, we're good. We're actually better than we think <laughs> we are. And, and you just get, sometimes you get stuck in that hole, um, in that rut, yeah. you know, and, and you look and you can only look yeah. inwards and you're only looking at your own life and you got the blinkers on and you can't see anything else. And you just think, life is so hard and the ego yep. takes over and you get caught in that spin. It's not until you take yourself out of that environment, somewhere new, somewhere relaxed, mm. you get a little bit of time and suddenly you're just like, man, our life is not so bad and we're actually really grateful <laughs> for how we live our lives and what we're doing. And we, we do it in our way, which is great, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Yep. So yeah, it, it was busy but the, and it was full on, but the reward was was good, you know, like the kids were sick for – the whole week they had snotty noses and every kid in Sydney's coughing 
like some kids got a cough, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, Louis got sick, Violet got sick. I yeah. got sick. Charlotte, Charlotte stayed away from that for a while. Um, and yeah, mm. it, it was good. It was, it was like I said, it, it, there was some challenging times where Louis was sort of waking up one day there every hour um, of the night and was sort of like, oh my God, how do we mm. do this? Well, we got through it. We saw some amazing sights, went and stayed in the city as well, you know, for four nights as well. And I got to reconnect with Sydney, you know, and it's my hometown and I, I sort of fell out of love with it for a while. That's why I moved to Brisbane. Um, but yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I, I used to love going in Sydney City. Like it was big and it was exciting, you know. Awesome. We'd go, we'd go clubbing and I'd love music in there and we'd go you know, see music and that kind of stuff all the time. And it was like I was retracing some of the steps where I used to go record shopping and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, but we're back now. So, um, when yeah, you're... Yeah, yeah. So, so when you when your flight was taking off, I'm curious to know this. When your flight yeah. was taking off, did the air hostess, or right before the flight taking off, did the air hostess uh, come to you and give any special instructions for your little one? Yeah, I had to. I had to wear the the seatbelt around me and then around Louis, so he's on my lap. And but they weren't trying to sort yeah, of interact anything, with him. Any other instructions? Yeah. Any other? In, uh, no. uh, what do you say? Instructions so that the kid does not cry. No, they weren't coming and trying to sort of like make him happy because he was happy. He wasn't crying at all. He was fine. He, yeah, we, awesome. were, we were making him so happy. I'll, so. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. In India, uh, if you're with a baby and if yeah. the baby, you know, visually looks like it's under one year or one and a half years, uh, the air hostess will walk up to you and very kindly and politely say that, uh, give you a set of instructions uh it is it is like pre takeoff instructions and right. the instructions are to ensure that the baby does not cry while takeoff and while landing really? and they come once again just when we are about yeah just when we are about to land they come again to the parents and give a certain set of instructions on what you need to ensure to make sure that your baby does not cry when we are landing because of the air pressure difference uh, um, yeah. and uh in India, like in a, in a typical flight, I don't know whether it's the same in, um, uh, you know, in Australia or in Brisbane, Sydney, wherever, like a lot of Indians are traveling now and a lot of new parents and they are carrying their uh, babies and little ones uh, for travel to go uh, to their in-laws house or to the, go to their parents house. And, uh, uh, you know, at a point when this uh, got out of hands <laughs> like you had like almost 50 percent of the flight filled with babies and everyone crying from every corner of the you know every corner of the flight so it got really annoying people got paranoid i, I remember uh in couple of couple of flights uh, uh co-passengers and other passengers sitting far away from the baby also uh far away from the crying baby you know calling the air hostess and then losing it and then she's screaming out and saying that uh, i'm really getting stressed out please ask the baby to shut up <laughs> you know, so people people really people really lose their shit. Um, so I think so. Looking into the conditions of uh, how uh, air travel uh, got a bit funny because of this episode, um, yeah. uh, the uh, the flight authorities in India decided that uh, across all airlines there will be a personal one on one. Uh, instructional really? manual sort of thing given to the parents and I think so it really helps so simple things like feed the baby uh, right when you're about to take off 
and okay. when you're uh, when you're about to land feed the baby if it's little mm. little more bigger kids they will usually um, make sure that the kid is having a candy or they ask the parents to have some kind of candy to be given so that they chew and uh, it opens up the air pressure gradually rather mm. than it just popping and you know yeah. uh, having that uh, pain uh, shoot uh, up their head also at times interesting because so, i was wondering yeah, i was this, wondering this how wanted, that would happen yeah yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, so like I, as I was taking off, I was kind of like, like if if we needed to say like pop your ears, how would we do it? But you just you just answer that question. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that is that is the idea. So basically, I think so. It's got something to do. I don't know the scientific uh, thing behind it, but when you move your uh, jaw, your uh, uh, the 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 eardrum, whatever it, it functions or it's more active or something. I don't know what, what the correlation is, but something to do with the jaw and your eardrum. So any uh, scientists or any doctors, not scientists, but definitely doctors who have got <laughs> yeah, a scientific yeah. explanation can yeah. come up and uh, explain. So Scott, for this week's uh, thing, I see you have a very uh, short list. I have made it even more shorter than yours. Oh, <laughs> so good, let's, good. Let's dive into it. Get so into it. I have this. I'll start with mine, uh, Scott. Mm. So I have this uh, thing which <laughs> which I read and I found it really, really funny. Is um, is this this news is from the world of Hollywood and films? All right. Mm -hmm. So the great, the great actor uh, Al Pacino is expecting a baby at the age of, or let me say this: the great actor Al Pacino is expecting. A baby at the very young age of eighty-three, eighty-three, with his even more younger girlfriend Noor Alfala, who is just twenty-nine years old. The uh, what do you say? The actor is now <laughs> the the actor is now what they call is officially a member of the Hollywood's old dad club, and uh, one of his uh, <laughs> one of his co. Uh, members in this old dad club is Robert De Niro, who also uh, just had his seventh child child at seventy nine. So seventy nine, yeah, oh seventy nine, eighty three. Yeah, they are they are they are peaking the, <laughs> yeah, the are concept peaking. of uh, being a being a dad and uh, you know uh, uh, going through the whole parenthood uh, grind. Um, so here's here's the thing. What what could be the, the 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 potential what do you say the potential benefits and potential effects of um you know um having children this late in life and uh what does it do as an impact uh on the parents uh life as a couple on the father's um perspective on things and also in terms of the children's uh, upbringing so this this is what i brought to the table i would love to uh, know your thoughts what you have on it and then i'll i'll share mine yeah yeah look i don't know if there, are there any benefits at 79 and 83 i don't know <laughs> that's pretty old are you even like, a parent then <laughs> exactly like my god 70 i couldn't even imagine it like you know i had louis at 40 <laughs> You know, and, and it's like yeah. the energy needed to bring up a kid, like to bring yeah. up a baby is like enormous because Violet's high energy, <laughs> you know, she loves companionship and you got to be around her all the time. So you're playing, but look, the benefit for them is that they've probably got like 
two nannies or three nannies or someone to take care of the kid right for mm. them so I, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's any benefits there but yeah i mean i obviously it's you know appertino's got a very young wife who wants kids right so he's kind of like maybe he's just <laughs> saying look here's my gift to you i'm giving you the gift of life <laughs> enjoy yeah. three i couldn't i couldn't yeah. even begin to understand how they deal with that you know how how would you deal with that at 83. Yeah. <laughs> see oh when i um when I came across this news um, apart from the uh, concept of freedom and, you know, uh, doing whatever you want to do and being whatever you want to be as long as it's uh, ethical and as long as it's consensual. No one has got the right to, uh, you know, say what is right or wrong. Mm. But uh, one thing that uh, really caught my attention is the the kind of the kind of uh, love and affection that that child will want will not be as um, as smooth flowing or as easily accessible as a parent of your age or my age we are in our forties now um, mm. or for that matter even more younger parents say who are in their early thirties or whatever. Mm. Um, what what could be the implications of uh, you know eighty three or eighty five year old dad not being available for uh, simple cores or for simple um, duties that you need to be uh, need to be there for your child? Mm. Of course, you will have nannies. Of course, you will have uh, a zillion uh, helping hands to you know at at his level he can have as many people as he wants course, to be. Yeah. A standby father. <laughs> yeah, of course, exactly. To, to get the fatherly duties done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, is he really a dad? The question is: Is he really a dad? Was this really needed? Oh, yeah, uh, was it really needed? Exactly. So was it thing. really needed? You know, like you said, because yeah, kids grow yeah, up and they're like, yeah. "I want to be like my dad," you know, because they've had these years and years of this loving father here, yeah. you know, nurturing and and bringing kids up yeah. and. You know, you're looking up to your dad, like, I, I, I love this guy, but at 83, how much longer, yeah. are, you know, are you going to be around yeah. for? Yeah. And a, a possible real life situation where it has happened with me also, it, it, it is happening with me, where my daughter will want to be physically active as she mm. is in uh, a setting of, uh, in a setting that involves her friends, where her friends' parents are also super active. So she might have a friend who's of the same age, but the father might be in his early 30s. And here I am in my, I'm just starting off my 40s over here. And yeah. I'm not able to keep pace with yeah. what she needs from me. Whereas mm. she sees uh, someone else's uh, father is like so active and uh, so agile and is mm. involved in the game or is involved in the sport. So after coming back, even though she will not share that with me, she will feel the pinch. She'll yeah. have that thing. My, is my really dad, my dad just didn't show up for me when I needed the most. Mm. You know, why mm. did he do that? Or even if she questions me, if I say that, see, uh, Adira, I'm 42 years old. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give such excuses, right? No, so, exactly. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah you can't give that and we have to be so careful in these uh, uh, times and for whatever knowledge and wisdom we have learned uh, scott through our work uh, that we have uh, put in uh, we cannot pass on certain negative language to our kids also so we can't mm. keep saying every time that she wants me to be available i can't say uh, hey, you know what adira i can't come because my back hey you know what adira yeah. i can't come because i'm having a headache hey you know what adira i'm not i'm i'm not in mood because um, you know i don't feel very good in my tummy so the more you give these excuses the more you're nurturing your kid to to come up with these excuses when she has to show up as someone in her life mm. so um, ultimately the idea is this uh, that how much of a parent are you really when you choose to be a parent at uh, uh, this age um uh, like you like you beautifully put it the his his uh, his wife really wanted a kid he has provided that so great uh, we are yeah. happy for him uh, being yeah. a father at whatever age uh, does not matter um uh, but again the question is both from a, a fatherhood aspect that how much of a father you can be to that child mm. and from a child's perspective how much of a father the child can access as the child is growing up so yeah that's one uh, one question that we need to ask and uh, for whatever it is worth uh, we wish uh, both al pacino and robert de niro and all those fantastic people people in the god speed uh, hollywood uh, yeah. old man's club old dad's <laughs> club uh, you know they all be happy and uh, jolly uh, yeah, but yeah. that's what it is yeah so, i'm yeah. kind of amazed that like you can still reproduce at that age like you've still got you know like you've still got the strength to do that and that <laughs> the human body can still do that at that age you know it's it's really insane <laughs> But good yep. topic. Thank you for bringing that, that one up. That is, yeah, that is a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's not get into that one right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott, what do you have? Oh, look, I, I think I was just gonna, you know, roll on from what I was talking about before in terms of you know the holiday and things kind of getting to a crescendo for us and just being like, oh my god, things are so full on at the moment, you know, and. Yeah, I was reading Violet a book last night. It's Dr. Zeus, Oh, the places you'll go, right? And she, she oh. just these are mm. like hand-me-downs from Charlotte's um nieces and nephews and stuff like that. So we're we're into that, yeah. you know, she's really loving them. But I'm reading this book, you know, and the, and the further into it I go, I'm just like is this speaking to me? Like is this is this written to me, you know? Like it starts sort of <laughs> yeah, it's this sort of journey of this this boy who sort of steps out on his own and and starts to sort of forge ahead um you know choosing certain paths and certain roads and whatnot to lead to things but i got to this little I'll, i'll try and find it here this little passage and i was like man this is like where i'm at at the moment you know it's talking to me so basically it's like you'll come down from the lurch with an unpleasant bump and the chances are then that you'll be in a slump and when you're in a slump you're not, you're not in for much fun unslumping yourself is not easily done and i was like that's where i'm mm. at at the moment you know like i really feel <laughs> i really felt like this book is, is speaking to me and as i'm reading i'm just getting more and more yeah. into it and violet's kind of looking at me going yeah. so uh, what's going on dad can you keep going like this is this book's about me like not about you yeah and so yeah. i guess i guess for me i, I really felt like 
okay, this is this is just a bit of a slump at the moment. And like yeah. like when we got on the plane to go, you know, to Sydney, that's who will fall mm. past. You know, so you get you it's just mm. this series of peaks and troughs, isn't it? You know, um parenthood because yeah. it can become so so full on if you want it to. But I think, but I think if you can, if you can sort of step out of that that ego, step out of the head, all that stuff that's going on in the head, yep. and to get that that little sort of uh, bit of space, bit of time, because because that's also one of the things that I think is really putting pressure on, especially us at the moment for having two kids. Is you don't ha- you don't have your time anymore, and because. Mm. Yeah, and it's only it's only while Louis growing, right? And you know, once he gets out of that phase where he can start to sort of be a bit more mobile, then things will start mm. to shift. But at the moment, you're in you're in that spot where it's kind of like you don't have your time. So we wake up. I wake up early in the morning um, if I'm getting ready for work, and I'll and I'll dedicate an hour of my time to me at like just before five in the morning. So everyone's sort of sleeping. Mm. It's my time, right? And so, but then once once you're into yep. the day, it's get ready for work, go to work, get home from work, right? You've got to, you, yep. you, like you're in your habit. So cooking dinner, washing the kids, brushing teeth, getting ready for bed, off they go. And then me and Charlotte, mm. we sort of sit down on the couch and we're just like, oh my God, that was full on, right? What do you want to do? Uh, let's go to bed. <laughs> we're straight to bed, and then you just do it again, right? So, so we're not we're not really getting yeah. any time to ourselves, and I think that is that's where mm. the pinch is coming from at the moment, is because we're, yeah. it's just been sort of taken mm. from us together. So it was apt yeah. that I was reading this part, and then I got I had that sort of enough vision to say, okay, this is where I'm at at the moment. It too shall pass. It's yeah. all good. You know, like life is actually good. The kids are happy. The kids are healthy. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but um, yeah. What are your thoughts? No, when you're saying this, it's a, it's no. When you're saying therapy, this, it's a, getting it's, it out. It's such a beautiful moment. Yeah, it's a therapy, and uh, yeah, and moreover, I'll I'll tell you this. I don't know if you relate to this. Is that as you read these things, there are there are two thoughts which I want to say. The first one is as you read these things you so easily as a parent get drifted away you get zoned out mm. and when you read uh, the most simplest of lines the most uh, uh, the most non uh, what do you say non direct very poetic very mm. uh, very flowery very candy juicy kind of words when you when you <laughs> when you read it it just touches you in a different way it just mm. it just brushes you on the good side or the bad side i don't know but it definitely brings out a certain emotion for mm. example a simple line like and there he flew away peacefully into eternity and you're like oh my god oh, i wish i could fly away flew peacefully away into eternity <laughs> <laughs> so you know at that point like if there's a there's a, a superb movie cut that happens and uh, you know suddenly show you activating your third chakra and you're like and there i flew away into <laughs> into eternity <laughs> you feel like that you want to zone out you want to yeah. get away from that moment and um, and why this happens is that the second point is related to that why this happens is that probably when we are available for our children 
as the so-called the the label that the world gives us or the label that the the government gives us the father of this child the father right mm, when mm. we are available as a father for our children we stoop down or we bend down or get down on our knees to the level of a child who is the most naive who's the most simplest who's the most purest of soul and we attempt to be and attempt to match that purity of that soul and mm, when we read beautiful. those materials when we uh, explain those simple concepts they will now kid will ask that uh, what is the meaning of eternity that mm. what is the meaning of flying away that what is the meaning of uh, stuck that what is the meaning of rumble that what is the meaning of confused when such words the most simplest of words are asked mm. to us because we are available for them at their level and because we are pure for them at that level the mm. most simplest of things hits us also and that is why parenting is such a beautiful journey that it can mm. just change the entire uh, trajectory of your life oh, so totally. for so half of the world who consider parent Yeah. <laughs> so, so for half of the world that half of the world that thinks that uh, parenthood is only for the select few who can who are good with children you there's no such thing that mm. you know you you are good with children you're only good with yourself yeah yeah, And yeah totally. for the other half of the world who are into uh, uh parenting it is it is an experience that you have to go through as a human being forget being a father forget being a, a spouse or whatever as a human being you have to go through it and it changes mm. you inside out and for me it has definitely happened and for all the millions of dads around the world um, yeah. for a few for a select few it has uh, affected them in the wrong way uh, and for the majority uh, of uh, fathers in the world it has changed them positively that's what i hope so Yeah. Oh, beautiful, That's my man. take on what you wanted to share, oh, Scott. It was so poetic. I loved it, you know. There's there's little sections in there. And <laughs> like what what I want to add to that is it's like I had I had a yeah. thought as well while, you know, like you said you sort of coming down to their level and trying to um yeah, they're asking those questions. What does this mean? What does that mean? It's almost like you don't want yeah. to tell yeah. them what what you think it means because their their thoughts of it are so much they're, they're limitless. Where ours are limited. You know, we're limited like, by by yeah. our our life experience, so it's like you want to tell them something, but you're like, it's actually better for them to have their perspective on it because it is just like, it's like an open yep. slather for them. It's just possibilities are endless. You know, you don't want to ruin that, and that's that's part of yeah, yep. like you said, that that amazing journey that it is to be a dad or to be a parent because it is it is just you have to give in. like you, you, otherwise you're swimming yep. upstream and it just becomes so difficult you just got to let go mm. and just let that stream take you down and just see wherever you land you know i think it's and the rewards are amazing for it the rewards are amazing for it because the more yep. you fight against it the the angrier you become and you know you pass it out on your kids and around your house and it's just not fun you know so yeah it's it's great but what else have you got up here mate the the next topic for you maybe I'll see if you Yeah so the interest. next one is this uh, yeah this coming week we will be having something called as the fathers day 
and father's day happens uh, to be on uh, sunday the uh, 18th uh, of june so i have something to ask this you scott related to that is this in canada no this is ar- this is celebrated around the world the only difference is that i think so in australia father's day is celebrated in the month of september mm indeed that's that yeah that's because of some um what do you say some other shift that has happened which i will which i will share with you as i okay. tell you about fathers day do mm. you do you know the story of fathers day i don't no i just Why i was just this, suddenly yeah. i suddenly so just I thought know, yeah like yeah. i was like okay this is a time to celebrate dad <laughs> yeah it. so now <laughs> now fathers day was um so so fathers day is like you know when you look up you will see that many people have asked who is the founder of fathers day who invented fathers day so i was curious to know so i thought that uh, it will be one of those uh, greeting card companies that would have invented this uh, day just to sell their cards or whatever right uh, mm. or some other yeah, like uh, superstore or a supermarket just to spike sales yeah yeah surprisingly it's not so okay. um there's a very young lady called sonora smart dod who was inspired to create a uh, fathers day after hearing a mothers day sermon in church in 1909 and this is happening in washington somewhere in washington so she realized that uh, while mothers were being celebrated fathers were not receiving the same recognition so dod's father was william jackson smart he was a, a civil war veteran who became a single parent after his wife uh, died while uh, uh, giving birth to their sixth child so mm-hmm. sonora dod was just 16 years old at that time and she helped her father raise her siblings she wanted to honor her father and other fathers like him who are working hard to raise their children alone so somewhere around um, you know 19 1910 1912 whatever she started this campaign and uh, she wanted to establish fathers day as a national um, holiday that mm. began in 1910 she approached local churches government officials and then she goes to different organizations to gain support for her idea finally in the year 1972 that's almost that's almost 72. 70 years later or 60 years later president uh, richard nixon signed a proclamation declaring fathers day as a national holiday to be celebrated on the third sunday in june so today as of today fathers day is celebrated in many countries around the world and wow. uh, the only difference being that in in australia um, it is celebrated in september the reason being uh they they consider sonora smart dodds birthday if i'm not mistaken her birthday to be as the day for celebrating fathers day ah. unlike uh, the us uh, rule uh, that it has to be the third sunday uh, in june so that's why in wow. um yeah that's why in australia you have it in the month of september that's my understanding wow. then the then it doesn't stop there so sonora smart dodds daughter uh named louise dodd she many years later she is the one who 
who invented and designed the very first uh, uh, what do you say father's day card okay yeah so she is the one who invents the the concept of father's day the very first father's day card was um, done by this lady's daughter and i found this so amazing that it took a girl child to identify mm. uh, the the love for her father and for uh, bringing to limelight um, that fathers are equally responsible fathers are equally caring fathers are equally loving and fathers can can stand up and show up to be the best parent when time comes right and yes. this is a story behind uh, fathers day <clears throat> and i really love this uh, concept now i believe in the concept of uh, fathers day just for this thought just for this intention of this young 16 year old uh, girl who became a mother and saw her own father from a different lens amazing hey and like the good, like the yeah. the great thing about that is it's not just like the the dads getting the, the, together and saying hey we need to make a day for us yeah. you know what i mean like it's not like that it's just <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. come from this yeah. 16 year old yeah. who just saw the work that dads do and just the love like you said the love for her father yeah. now do, like tell me this do yeah. you know did she end up um seeing the first father's day through like so it's, it came in what she lobbied for what was it 7 1910 or something like that and no, then 1910 i, I really don't know a bit yeah i yeah a, a bit of googling will help uh, <laughs> yeah, so sure. um she started her she started her efforts in 1910 uh, scott and 1910, it yeah. took almost uh, yeah it took almost like uh, as we uh, look the numbers over here it took almost 62 years for her to see her idea to fruition so mm. if we consider uh, if she was 16 years old then plus 16 yeah, to maybe she would have seen one year of it being celebrated or something i don't know yeah. uh, we'll have to research in a bit more and figure out but uh, the uh, the whole idea uh, that she volunteered herself or she put herself out there went to churches went to different organizations oh, went to different decision makers and bought this concept out not just for her own father but for so many other fathers around the world and mm. that whole act and that whole idea is very commendable um, and something oh, really to be appreciated uh, so i was enlightened by it so that's yeah. it scott two things have you yes. ever said i love you to your dad and what is the most common gift that you have given to your dad and what is the most common no i i don't think so you would have got any fathers day gift now even if you would have got it uh, your wifey would have got <laughs> got, got yeah. it on the kids behalf and written from you know <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but in terms of you giving to your dad <laughs> in terms of you giving a gift to your dad was there a common theme that you gifted your dad and uh, second is or the rather the first question is have you ever said i love you to your dad yeah look for, first question like in turn of the presence or you know gift or something like that to yeah. dad to be honest i can't yeah. remember and that's really bad um it, i i think mm. it was more because you know like having four boys and what not we were sort of like I don't know we we were sort of just in our own world in a way, in a way in a way we were selfish yeah. just playing all the time and that kind of stuff but I but I do remember what I do remember is of a young age whenever I'd go to bed I'd give dad a hug and I'd kiss his cheek and I'd feel the stubble 
his mm. like shaving stubble on my on my lips, you know. And I, I definitely remember mm. that. And I caught, and I also remember when I stopped doing it, when I was like, I don't know, maybe fourteen or something like that. I, I sort of stopped doing it for some reason. I thought <laughs> maybe I can't keep doing this anymore. You know, I'm getting a bit old for this. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm turning into a teenager. You know? Yeah, the teen <laughs> part in fourteen. <laughs> no, I'm getting old for this, man. I can't see let people see I'm doing oh, this. Yeah. But um, yeah, like dad was always dad was such a great, a great father. He was always there, um, you know, coaching yeah. us for soccer, and he went through all my brothers and that kind of stuff. But mm. yeah, like nothing stood out to me uh, in terms of a Father's Day gift. Um, yeah, the mm. what we would do is we'd make him a cup of tea in bed and that kind of stuff, you know, and, and take it in. And wow. um, mm. but in terms of for me, uh, yeah, like you said, it was like buying something for me and then writing on a card from, you know, Charlotte would buy something for me, write on a card and then Violet would give it to me and she'd have no idea what Father's Day was. <laughs> so, but what, what about is, you? Like, what can you, exactly. Why are we, why are we giving dad a present? Can I yeah. have the present? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of as yeah. far as it goes for me, but I'm hoping somewhere down the line that'll, I'm sure that'll change. It'd be nice. So mm. but what about you? Can you remember pinpoint a time for your dad? Yeah, so um, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember telling my dad I love you, and that will be the case for most of uh, uh, kids, Indian kids. Like this, this is not something part of our uh, lingo, you know. So uh, mm. uh, for for the most part, um, or for many of my friends and many people whom I know, this is not a common culture. Like you say, I love you, dad. So that's that's yeah. that's not there. That's that's possibly in these. Uh, in these last 10 years or 15 years, maybe things would have shifted. But uh, the 80s, 90s uh, kids, uh, there's a very rare chance that they would have said something like <laughs> like this in uh, to their uh, parents. And even if they say something like this today, they will feel awkward. The parents will feel awkward uh, really? to hear something like this. But definitely there are uh, ways to show affection. I Saying I love you, dad, is a way of showing affection. Uh, yep. so, uh, in India, it's more about giving warm hugs and, you know, just, uh, putting your arms around their shoulders and just being there, uh, with them. So the, the form of affection is, uh, is different. It's, uh, it's unique, uh, but definitely not, uh, something that goes in as, uh, uh, the words, the golden words, I love you, um, dad. And in terms of gifts, see, that's the thing. Why I asked you that question is. Uh, when we gift our dads uh, something, um, there's always this uh, stereotyped gifts, you know, like buy a cologne or buy a shaving kit or a razor kit or buy them belts or buy them some cufflings or buy a, a, a necktie or something. And, and if I'm not mistaken, necktie is the most popular gift uh, that has uh, you know stayed on top of the charts. It's the most gifted for item for the Father's Day. Day. Yeah, like right. A, like ah. a standard neck, <laughs> like a standard. And these all are cliched uh, uh, gifts. So um, when I I threw that question to you, it, it just it, it just hit me instantly. Like I have stuck with these stereotype uh, kind of gifts, or you buy a pair of uh, good clothes, or new shirts, or new T-shirts, or whatever. But we never really uh, look at our dads from a point of view that they can be tender 
they will they will want something softer they will want something uh, 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 you know something different that uh, mm. apart from the regular masculine um, mm. uh, material things that are available in the world that can be gifted you know as a token of appreciation so yeah so so maybe for the next fathers day when i'm with my dad i think so i i should uh, give him uh, uh no more something that is not so masculine and something yeah, yeah. yeah something different or yeah yeah no more ties definitely no more no tie. i have never given my dad ties uh the most that i would have given him is uh, maybe colognes and perfumes and uh, maybe yeah. a shaving kit or something shaving for sure yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i actually remember shaving so, my dad's face like when because my dad yeah. had um oh, yeah wow. my dad had well he had um yeah in his later stages yeah. there he had cancer and um he was in the hospital mm. right and so we went to visit him in the hospital and um mum was like ah, look your dad really wants to shave you know i was like yeah, I'll, I'll sort him out he's like yeah yeah so i'm, you know, I'm there <laughs> with a razor and i'm trying to shave him hold still dad you know i'm trying to get that little bit under here you know that's the hardest part isn't it yeah yeah yeah. you're trying, you're trying yeah, to be yeah. very delicate you know he's like ah and it was like a, a <laughs> shitty like two dollar razor too which is like ripping at his skin every time it got, it got him he's like, ah. it's just probably yeah, burnt yeah. in his memory as a, a as a bad day but it wasn't on father's day that's for sure <laughs> But now that's good. That's yeah, a, that's worth, a re- what worth a, being a father. What a, yeah. yeah, exactly. What what I wanted to ask when you were speaking yeah. about that in terms of yeah you know, the cultural thing of not saying I love you was it for you guys? Was yeah. it just it was just never in the vocabulary, or was it just sort of like a thing where it was like I don't know it was just out of the ordinary that you just never said it all, or people just never showed themselves to be vulnerable in that I way. Think so it was never. Uh, yeah, it was never in a vocabulary, uh, Scott, and that will be true yeah. for many of the um, uh, middle class, upper middle class families uh, that were there um, in India. And back then, even the uh, the influence of uh, television was very less uh, for us uh, growing kids because we didn't have these international shows and international mm. uh, movies being telecasted. It, it was only much later uh, that these things were introduced uh, in India, and by the time that was introduced, and by the time you understood the concept, you you were like already a rebel guy, you know. So you are already having issues with your dad. You are having so many <laughs> so many small squabbles with your dad. You, uh, uh, I love you is the last thing that you will tell your dad, you know. So <laughs> so that, that was that, that was not something uh, that was part of our vocabulary. And the other thing that I'll tell you is in India, culture is such a big influence. Um, where parents are looked uh, um, upon as gods or uh, the ultimate, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So with a lot of respect, with a lot of, uh, um, you know, they're put on a pedestal. So mm-hmm. when you put someone on a pedestal, you can't address them so casually or so uh, friendly kind of a thing. Sure. But with okay. me and my daughter, it's a complete different equation. You know, I tell yeah. a thousand times I love you, uh, Adira, and she tells a thousand and one times I love you, Acha. So <laughs> it's a different equation. It's a different ball game altogether. So it's just a matter of uh, time and phase and, uh, you know, mm. what kind of culture was available to us to embrace at that point of time. That is what, yeah. um, you know, made us uh, not say I love you. Yeah, yeah. No, cool. That's that's really interesting. That's a yeah. good story, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So what do you have Scott next? I was gonna I wanted to sort of bring it back to maybe a I just had a thought as well about do you follow cricket? Yeah. 
you Mavericks, yes. you know, Australia, Australia, or India are in the um, the championship at the moment yeah. as we speak. Yeah, they're in... fighting it out. Oh, it's yeah. a good game, yeah. isn't it? It's a very good game. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win? Yeah. So when you ask me whether you are following cricket, I I misheard it to be whether you know cricket. So my, oh, right. the truth is I'm not following cricket. I ah, know about okay. cricket, but I'm not you following it. Uh, so you <laughs> have to update. You have to update me and the other countless other uh, dads who have ah. zero clue about what is happening. Right. Yeah. Well, so at the moment, Australia versus India, it's it's the final of the championship, the Test cricket championship. It's being played in mm-hmm. uh, at the Oval in in the UK. And so, um, okay. yeah, Australia, they're, they're basically in the lead. They set, I think it was 444, um, and India are currently mm-hmm. trying to chase that down at the moment. So Virat Kohli is in bat, um, and I think Rahani is the other, his uh, partner as well. And they're, I didn't get they're giving, Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. And, and they're, um, they're battling it out at the moment. I think they're 163 for three, so they're trying to chase down this massive total. Um, it's going to be good. Mm. It's going to be good. So it's going to go right down to the wire. So, yeah, mm. I just thought throw that one in there for all the cricket lovers out there for sure. But, yeah, I think I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll move on to the dad yeah. reflexes. Um, I've got a crack. Yeah. I, I think you remember last time um, where yes. we showed the, the dad in the snow who just, like, yeah. was superhuman. And he had two – he just saw the yeah. – um, Hang on, just let me bring this up. Yeah, let's go see that. Yeah. Copy link. Um, yeah, the guy, one hand picks one kid up, other hand picks the other kid up, and then just does the splits. Well, apparently yeah. this video I'm going to show you, right, is is the only one that tops that last one. So if I can just bring <laughs> up this. Yeah, let me see. Let's click on that. Yeah, I'm watching like, it right now, and it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So this guy, he's in a workshop, he's on a motorbike and his kids are running around and he can't, he's he got his back turned to them mm. and he's fixing his motorbike yep. and then suddenly he stops and he realizes something's wrong and he just turns around his two kids. So he's, there's two kids, it might be a boy and a girl, they're sort of walking at mm. the back of his shop and in a split second, the dad, this, this car yeah. comes out of nowhere crashing through this sidewalk where the two kids are standing and he, yeah. the dad turns from his bike, grabs the kids, two of the kids, which are maybe, I don't know, maybe a meter away from him, grabs them and just mm. rolls backwards. So he, he just literally does a commando roll backwards and this car just goes crashing <laughs> through his workshop, missing them. I don't know how it didn't get his feet and just crashes yep. through the, the workshop and somehow just misses his kids like the ultimate dad reflex. It's just insane. <laughs> Superb. And uh, 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 you know, I, I, I've just been playing and replaying that portion where he just picks up the kids, and it's not even a microsecond. It's it's insane. His yeah. his timing is so impeccable. Oh my god! Uh, that even if you you would have uh, the most uh, craziest of uh, or the most advanced of robo designed to save lives, nothing can beat uh, the reflex of this dad. Um, and more than reflex, it is I would say it is his uh, instinct. It is his love for his children that uh, you know that 
really got him to do this it's it's insane uh, we will be putting this uh, video link in the description and uh, you know wherever you're listening to you should be able to find this youtube video it's insane you should watch it guys yeah so scott on that insane note of being a great uh, father i have another legend who is not so much of a great <laughs> great father so just a uh, couple of days back the legendary mike tyson was on a was on a different podcast and uh, on that podcast uh, mike tyson revealed that his uh, daughter milan gave him a, a hard time when he asked if she thought that he was the greatest dad ever mike tyson was mm. the greatest dad ever he asked this question to his daughter milan to his surprise milan didn't understand why he was talking like that and even called him an illiterate <laughs> and illiterate. despite despite the playful yeah despite the um, uh, you know the playful banter between uh, him and his uh, kid mike tyson's love for his uh, kids was so evident and uh, it was good to see a softer side of mike tyson where mm. he is being knocked out by, by his children yeah. and he yeah. can't do anything about it yeah so i i, <laughs> I it just brought a good laugh uh, because this is not something that you hear uh, pretty often that mike tyson knocked out by anyone you don't hear yeah, that exactly. but in this case exactly. knocked out by his, by his own daughter <laughs> and uh, you know he also letting it loose and keeping it easy with his uh, children and this uh, this itself proves that <laughs> you know he is the greatest dad for his yeah, for his uh, uh, for his uh, children so on on that note one question before we wrap up which is related mm. to uh, uh, related to this is how important it is to have a sense of humor when it comes to you know parenting so when your <laughs> when your daughter says you know dad why are you being illiterate why are you being such a idiot you know yeah but that's yeah. not something you ask me why will you ask me um <laughs> and you taking it with a pinch of salt or you just uh, laughing it off and uh, you know just having a good laugh because you can't do anything about it no uh, you can't uh, react uh to your child uh, adversely treating her as uh, like it's come from an adult whom you do not know so yeah. how important do you think is having humor uh, or having a sense of humor as a parent or as a father i think it's everything i th- i really do think it's everything because if you if you cannot laugh at it yeah. you're going to cry like there's no there's no two ways about it because <laughs> it's it's yeah. such like this up and down hill battle that if you can't you can't yeah. take yourself seriously because if you take yourself seriously then you're going to have a hard time you're going to like yeah. I said you're going to be swimming upstream so like the other day yeah. I think it was last night actually I when we got back from our trip I went to pick up the dog cuz one of our friends was house sitting uh sorry was taking care of the dog for us so I, I, I climbed in the car took violet with me and we went and picked up my dog and as we we're, we're coming home this is what was it thursday night right so thursday night we're coming home i've turned out of the street my friend's street and then i've turned again left into another street and his car's coming down the street to me so i've turned left and i was going to stay on the left hand lane 
like mm. the thing to do, right? Like it is, there's nothing going on here, right? But this car has sort of come around the outside of another car parked on the street and I've turned sharp left and yeah. he's just gone honk on the horn to me. And I'm like, I was like, mm. fuck, what's going on? And then he drove <laughs> past because there's plenty of room, right? And, and then I was like, mm. oh, and then I yeah. drove off. Yeah. And, and nothing happened, you know. And then last night, Friday, Friday night, we're sitting down to, to eat dinner. And Violet says, Dad, you know, when we're driving home from Cat, you said, fuck. And she said, that's a bad word, Dad. And you said, I said, I looked at Charlotte. Charlotte kind of looked sideways at me, you know. And she's like, yes, that's a bad word, Daddy. Like, why did you say it? You know? And I'm like, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I, shouldn't, I know I shouldn't have said it, Violet. It's, it's a, I shouldn't have said it, but this car was coming towards me and he took me off guard. And so yeah. I said the bad yeah. word. Look, it's, it's really, it's an adult word. Kids shouldn't be saying it, but it, yeah, it's, it's something that adults choose to do every now and then, right? So but I'm sorry for saying it, Violet, you know, just picks up things like this, right? Mm. But, you know, like, and, and just yeah. sort of takes you off guard. And, and in those moments, you could laugh. You really could laugh because it's so yeah. <laughs> it's so humorous, right? But and she yeah. she kind of yeah. she's only four, but she she really understands that we've we've said these <laughs> things before, and you know we shouldn't be saying yeah. it, and it's a naughty word. But she picks her and she's just kept that thing in her mind for a whole day, and who knows how long she was stewing on that for? Because she she said it yeah. so matter of factly, yeah. you know, yeah, at dinner, just like yes, daddy, yeah. you said that word, yeah. right? So. It's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, it's it's all, just one all, of those. All you know when when you were away, she would have opened the computer, gone to Google and search what is the meaning of F U C K. Enter. <laughs> okay, she would have prepared a thesis report and like really <laughs> made made wrapped her thoughts around it and done a yeah. thesis around it and then come to you, Dad. Why Dad. did he use them? <laughs> <laughs> That'll come in the next beautiful, few years. Beautiful. She'll be straight on to that. <laughs> But what or about you could have you, just said, um, or you could have just said that that's uh, that's a word that uh, uh, the Oxford is uh, planning to put back into the dictionary soon. So by the time you grow up, by the time you're 18, you'll find it in the dictionary. <laughs> that's a good idea. You can go searching for it later. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll talk about this yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you, you got to kind of confront it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've yep. got to kind of confront those issues too because, you know, me, yep. me and Charlotte, we throw them around, but it's like, look, this is a bad word. Yes, adults do choose to say it sometimes, but it's not. It's really not for you yep. to say at this point, you know. But, but I yep. mean, what about you, Prashant? Yep. What, what do you think about humour in the context of being a dad? Humour is definitely, humour is uh, the spice of life over here with me. Uh, my wife Ashwini and uh, Adira, um, we just we we just have a humorous take on everything, on anything and everything, and we have our own internal jokes about uh, certain routines, certain practices, certain behaviors, certain responses. Um, we know each other's weaknesses. We know each other's strengths. So when amongst three of us, when we need to manipulate the other to suit or satisfy our own personal needs we use humor <laughs> humor as a tool to you know get the work done and uh, for the most part it works because you're keeping things so easy and light rather mm. than you using something like go and do that you know i yeah. told you this is the third time i'm telling you 
it happens this also happens i have to use a bit of uh uh, uh you know navy Tough seal love. mode i have to i have to switch on yeah. the navy seal uh, mode and uh, get her to do things um but there are most times where just a small funny line or a small laughter uh, which is there will uh, will uh, do the job and yeah. uh, that's the beauty of uh, you know having your own little secrets in a family and and having your own uh, fights and laughs uh, about it so when uh, mike tyson's daughter you know you know telling mike tyson to his face that why are you acting like this and you're just being an illiterate <laughs> so I, <laughs> i i i don't know what will be the state of affairs when a random mm. person walks up to him on street and mm. tells the same thing um yeah, so without a sense of person. humor uh, you know yeah mm. yeah yeah um so yeah as a family we need to we need to have our own uh, funny and funky ways of dealing with things and i think so humor is the, the best way to go around uh, you know you can yeah, um, apologize in a uh, in a humorous uh, tone and be real about it rather than apologizing and not feeling uh, the apology uh, coming mm. from your heart you know that's mm. what uh, i would want to believe about this awesome so yeah, beautiful that was a power packed one right from it your was. flight uh, to <laughs> sydney and uh, right down to mike tyson's mike knockout. tyson yeah uh, getting knocked out yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah so yeah a lot of things uh, we covered and if you found it interesting do leave us a review do share your thoughts uh, mm. give us ideas uh, let us know how you like this format uh, scott and i have been working very hard putting this beautiful uh list together every week we spend at least around 72 hours every week <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact come up with such interesting topics yeah, yeah exactly. that's a fact yeah. um yeah uh, we need to know if you if you've been liking it we are enjoying me and scott are enjoying yeah. thank you for being part of this journey and see you soon thank you guys thank you prashant see you soon